1: Hi, it's Dan from Desert Island Dick standing in my kitchen to tell you all about this episode which features comedian Josh Weller. Sorry, a moped went past, but uh, I'm not re-recording this bit, so, you know, traffic happens, doesn't it? Anyway, we rambled a lot and we talked for ages about awful things and people, which I suppose is the point of this podcast, so I'm not really sure why I'm explaining that part. But if you're enjoying this podcast, then please do subscribe or give us a rating, and hey, why not follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dick's Pod, All the cool kids are doing it these days and you'll get to see pictures that we put up with little clips of guests and sometimes we might even tweet something we thought of independently of this podcast. So you should do it. It's great. Right, I'm tired because it's late and that's what happens to me being a human person so I'm going now but I will leave you with Desert Island Dicks with Josh Weller. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus, and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest, and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Josh Weller. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. How have you been throughout this? I mean, I'm, I'm so used to starting this podcast by saying, how have you been throughout this lockdown, and now it's really out of date because we're kind of, in some ways, back to normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the virus. Uh, we did it. We cured it. <laughs> yeah, we did, Everyone was like, "Okay, six weeks. That's enough now." Yeah, exactly. And that, and it's all. It's all kind of just. Everyone's just relentlessly going back to normal, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went to the pub for the first time in well months the other day and it was spent the first like, 20 minutes going oh god is this all right should I be touching the table and then I had like two beers and just went oh my god I've been missing out on this why haven't I come <laughs> back earlier I'm such an idiot look at these nice people having a great time you're a much
0: braver man than me I just can't bring what, like it's it's getting to a point now where um I haven't done literally haven't really even been in shops I snapped my Achilles um, the, the day after lockdown oh man so couldn't walk for three months and um and i think because as a result of that i'm sort of like a little timid creature that's been inside like a, a bunker <laughs> yeah. and and it's really freaking me out going mm. <laughs> into these places but everyone's doing it and no one seems to be getting really ill
1: it's i i just have no idea what's going on anymore at all but um yeah, I don't know. I I think what what made me go to the pub was I was like, but if I don't do it now and there's a second wave, then, then I won't have been to the pub in ages, <laughs> which is kind of the wrong way of thinking about things. Uh, um, anyway, but we're here and we're well and we're ready to slag off some dicks today. So, yes. um, Josh, how did you find the process of whittling down your choices for the island? Um,
0: I think, as you'll see, the, uh, the people I had a lot of fun with... Mm the songs i found impossible because there are so many awful yeah. things animals relatively easy uh movie took a lot of time yeah um okay. and the food and drink as well but was the food was um i just think that i i always have questions with these with 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 like the desert island thing is like how do you survive a plane crash for one what kind of plane is it and and, and when i when when i'm the only survivor Mm. Must have been quite a small aeroplane.
1: Yeah, I mean, normally I go for the sort of—I mean, given it's got an in-flight entertainment system and food on board, <laughs> I kind of sort of imagine the general sort of uh, the type you'd go on holiday on. I don't know the names, seven three seven and all that, you know, one of those kind of things. Um, but I mean, let's just say it only had structural rigidity around your compartment, and you happen to be sitting next to the all the worst things in your world.
0: And I'm I am sat next to the emergency exit seat as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you were straight off on
0: that big yellow slide. All oh, right, okay. Well, it seems quite mm. selfish of me that I would be the only person to... like look like, at the, the draw. Yeah, but the thought of me kicking the door open, inflating the raft, and then severing the raft before anyone else could possibly <laughs> get into it. I don't know if I'm brave enough mm. to do that.
1: I mean, we could always imagine it was sort of a a big shard of debris or something like that, you know, like shrapnel, kind of, just as you unfolded the big yellow raft, it was sliced off behind you. Loads of people sort of shaking their fists as you sailed off to this (laughs) crappy desert island with a a few select bad things. (laughs) Right, yeah, let's do that. Let's do
0: that instead. Okay,
1: well, uh, let's dive straight in. Who's going to be your first choice?
0: Uh, My first person is um, frontman entrepreneur. Um, television celebrity um, and technology uh, guru uh, Will I Am from the Black Eyed mm. Peas. Good, okay. He's my he's my number one. Like I, when when it was three people, that was the top of the list. I didn't even have to. There was no question whether or not he would be in there or not. <laughs> and, and what is it about him particularly?
1: I mean, he's he's a very divisive person, anyway, isn't he? But uh, what is it particularly that grinds your gears?
0: I think I f- I don't know why I find it so annoying that he put two full stops in his name. Mm. That for me, because his name's William. Yeah. And then at some point, I think I I, I have a thing with anyone who gives themselves a nickname. Mm. You know, yeah. and I feel like he he one day was looking at his like school book William, and he was like, oh my god, that also spells Will I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if someone had stopped him at that point and gone, mate, that's shit it probably would have saved us a lot of his musical output as well. But he probably was next to someone who went, oh, mate, that's genius, because it spells will, I am, and you am, will. So (laughs) it works perfectly. (laughs) I think you have to be given a nickname for it to work. Hmm. And I think he absolutely did that himself. It's like Sting as well, you know? Yeah. You know, there was just a moment in, like, 1976... When they mm. went to the pub and he went, Oh no, it's not Gordon anymore, guys. You, you all have to call me Sting. And everyone went, Fuck off, Gordon. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he refused to answer, even if it was his mum. And it's like, It's yeah. not
0: Gordon anymore, mum. Yeah, someone would have gone, Gordon, sting. do you want a pint? Just nothing. Gordon. Gordon. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sting. I'll have a glass of water. Like, it's just something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then also yeah. with Will I Am, it's like, he wrote a song called Let's Get Retarded and thought that was fine. Hmm. Yeah, And then he also had um uh what's it called I've got a feeling which I oh, think is yeah. just a, one of the most like whenever you hear that song you know you're not going to have a good night
1: I know yeah if I'm somewhere that's playing that I really want to be somewhere else I'm usually dressed in a way I don't like because there was a some kind of policy of, of entry and yeah I'm not having a good time
0: it's like a, it's a classic uh, wedding song
1: isn't it yeah, I guess so. It is now, I suppose. Yeah, but it's—I mean, its it's but it's—it's it's not fun. It's not romantic. It's just how could you have it at a wedding? It's terrible, isn't it? I mean, if—if you—if the people getting married were children, then it'd probably be okay to, for them to choose that. But I mean, if the people getting married were children, I mean, there's a whole load of other issues we need to work through before we get to the DJ. So, you
0: know, <laughs> it's like there's something about—I've got a feeling. That tonight's going to be... It's so hopeful. That song is so mm. optimistic that, firstly, the process, and like that he was in the back of a taxi and he went, I've got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. And he had the fucking audacity to write that down in his yeah. notebook and go, yeah, that's that's definitely... That's going on the record yeah. right there. Yeah. I wrote that. Will, I am, wrote that. And then... <laughs> he added that in. It's like there's something about... The only time... My main memory of when I hear that song is it's mm. either at a wedding or, or it's, like, it's like you're walking through Leicester Square and there's someone pissing in a phone box.
1: Yes that's, yes.
0: that's when you hear that song. Yeah. You never hear it when you're having a good time. No.
1: It's... Yeah, it's like if you turn up to a, a bar or you go somewhere on holiday and you rock up and they're playing that just a bit too loudly to a bar with slightly too few people in it. You're like, oh, why didn't I
0: look for longer? This, this isn't right. I should have gone somewhere else. <laughs> it's the song that would be playing at the cafe when you're on a holiday with a girlfriend that you don't want to be on the holiday with, with yes. her family. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that song is. And yeah. for that, for him creating that moment alone, he needs to die
1: <laughs> yeah it's awful I, I'm with you with the nickname thing as well because I feel like I mean a lot of rappers have nicknames or even band names a lot of them sort of the more you think about them the worse they are but I mean especially with a lot of rappers names it's like I think a lot of rappers start particularly young you know so a lot of them are famous by the time they're sort of 20 or something so they haven't really sort of like I was thinking earlier like Buster Rhymes is a stupid name you know it's like yeah, well, I know that you do bust rhymes, but it's kind of—do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's very clever when you were fourteen and you came up with it, and then you became famous, and no one can, considers it anymore. And "Will I Am" is exactly that kind of thing, isn't it? But it's—it's it's not um, even coolio, coolio, yeah, yeah, coolio. There's lots of them that sort of start off like KRS-One. You kind of think, "Oh, that's fine," because that's just some letters and a number, and that's fine. And then someone told me it stands for knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. And you think, well, this is, this is a terrible idea, KRS-One.
0: <laughs> I don't mind, you know, the, 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 the neutral ones like Jay-Z, Kanye West. Yeah. To me, they're just, they're completely fine because they don't really mean anything. They don't have any connotations. Yeah, exactly. It's when, it's when your name says how good you are. That's one thing, but yeah. Will I Am's name doesn't even denote or connote talent. His name just says his fucking name. Yeah. Will, his name. Oh my god, I can't stand him, <laughs> and he wears fucking ponchos. He, he's he's the <laughs> archetype of someone that no one has said no to for twenty five years, and he comes up with these fucking stupid inventions every three. He's like, oh, it's a Polaroid camera that's also a picnic basket. Yeah. And you're like, just, just, just. Sh-. Yeah. yeah, I don't like him. I met him once. Oh, really? Yeah, I met him once. At, uh, my mate was in a thing that 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 he did. I don't know what he did. He was just there, and somehow I ended up. He just talked at me for forty-five minutes about how Apple are going to save the world. <laughs> oh, I no, they're not.
1: They can't even make a charger that fits more than one
0: laptop. And then he said, he went. Uh, oh, what was the thing he said? He oh, we're talking about. He was talking about online identity and how our our personalities will be downloaded online and will live forever. Right which is like proper first year. F- like there's an episode of Star Trek that's 30 years old that discusses that. And yeah. he was telling me about it. Like he was the first person to ever think it. And then he said, um, <laughs> he went, it's not going to be identity anymore. It's going to be idatity." Oh God. Like I, ide- I And I've never, cause when you're in those situations, cause it's will. I am, you just go, yeah, great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go and stand over there by the quiche. <laughs> and I just had to sit there for 45 minutes. And he he, t- he kept talking about how he made a, I, no one asked him, by the way. He just went, I made a comic book with Hans Zimmer. It just came out of his mouth. Wow. It was like... And then he just told, told me all about a comic book that he did with Hans Zimmer.
1: So, wait. So, you, someone who's not a writer or a, a graphic novelist, wrote a comic book <laughs> with another person who isn't a writer or graphic novelist. So that's probably going to be shit.
0: I think what's really missing from comic books is a score. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wait, Hans so what do I have to like start the tape while I'm listening? So I have to start reading it and then Hans Zimmer. I don't know. Yeah, that's but that I'm glad you told me that because that feels exactly what I'd expect from him. That thing about, you know, just no one's told him no for too long and it's that sort of Kanye West thing, but Kanye West is more talented so you can sort of get away with it it feels like with will i am it's like hey i look great tonight right and it's like your your glasses are made of lego is that no one else is no okay no it's fine yeah will william you look great you look great um today is no i'm gonna say anything about the lego glasses seriously
0: he's got uh yeah he he's got classic uh i used to be in a band and we used to call it frontmanitis mm. which is where you sit in a room and you write songs about yourself, and then you go and record songs about yourself, and then you go gig songs about yourself, and then you answer interviews where they ask you about songs about yourself, mm. and you're uncomfortable talking about anything other than yourself. <laughs> and like he just seems like, yeah, and, and his his fashion sense, his... Also, he... And I know selling out now isn't really a thing. It doesn't really exist anymore because no one's had any money in the entertainment industry for a long time. So now... It's not really a bad thing if you do a Coke advert or a Pizza Hut advert. Mm. Like everyone has to hustle and make money whichever ways they can. But Black Eyed Peas were like a credible hip hop group.
1: Yeah, yeah. They
0: were. They did the Warp tour. They were like they were. They were a punk rock um, appreciated by punk rockers like skate punks Mm. and the hip hop circuit. And it was like when I was a kid growing up, and you'd see a black eyed peas song on a skate video, it was like there was there was some deep cuts, there was some yeah. good songs there. Yeah. And then they got, and then they were like, you know what? We want to make some money. Let's let's get a chick, and write where is the love. Yeah. And it was just all so obviously, like it was just all so geared towards making money. Hmm.
1: That's the thing. I, I kind of think like if if you if you sell out, but you're sort of vaguely aware of it or seem to be vaguely aware of it, it's like, it's okay, you know. Like we were getting on a bit. Everyone loves this tune. We made a load more like it. But he's kind of gone the other way where it's like he's sold out and also thinks he's like Michelangelo. You know, it's, it's the wrong way around. At least kind of go, yeah, but you know, I guess the kids dancing, they love it. They love that song about having a good night. You know, fair play to them, you know. And uh,
0: I've got 19 houses now. Well, it must be so weird For you know, like if you if you're Paul Simon and you go to bed and you go, Oh my god, how am I gonna top that output? Like every song must be a nightmare. Mm. Every song, but Paul Simon, Tom Waits, Randy Newman, all these people who've written these wonderful songs, they're still churning out records and they're not always great, but they're always searching for how they can top themselves or at least push themselves forward artistically. Will I am his output is nil. And his biggest song is about going out. Yeah. Oh, and poor Fergie as well. Poor Fergie. That poor girl just, like, having to stand, like... She, she, she doesn't really have much of an input on any of the songs other than, like, let's get it started. And, and also, <laughs> I, love, I love the thought of Will I Am in the studio going, OK, we're going to cut you in here. And she's like, OK, what's the song called? Let's get it started. And he's like, no, 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 we changed it, we changed it. We're going with the original idea. So can you go, let's get retarded... <laughs> in he and then just ad-lib over it can you do that Fergie
1: okay are you sure this is okay I mean right now it might be on the cusp but I'm pretty sure in a few years time the way things are going is yeah okay well Trump's about to get in so yeah maybe all right yeah whatever let's go with it
0: and then they called the album Ella Funk
1: Oof. oh yeah it's so bad isn't it or oh, it's it's kind of like I mean, it's not far off like the sort of music my son will listen to, you know, on YouTube when he's three. And, you know, there's a lot of bad nursery rhymes out there, but it's not that much worse than a lot of the stuff I think that Will I Am's coming up with. I mean, imagine the stuff that doesn't get put on the album, because there are tunes that don't make it, you know, I mean, unless he's so lazy that he's just like, no, 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 I've done six. These are all going on, you know.
0: Do you think that he like, is he still even making music? I
1: have no idea. He probably sees himself as some kind of tech guru now, so he's beyond yeah. That he's and... just
0: trying to. He, that's and that's the worst. Like, he's just trying to figure out how to fucking go into space or something. Mm. They all want to go into space. They yeah. all think at some point that they that going into space is going to fix everything for them.
1: I don't mind if they all go into space. Like if we <laughs> can all stay here, you know, if that's if that's what happens, then I'm I'm up for it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah <fair> <laughs> might be a good solution. Yeah, so good choice. Okay, so
0: who's going to join Will I Am on the island then? Uh, my second one. I imagine he's come up a few times as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yes, yes. Yeah, I imagine he's. Is he in the? Is he? Uh, is he quite high on the list?
1: Um, he's he's definitely popped up a couple of times. I wouldn't. I don't know how high. Again, I always come back to this. I keep meaning to make a massive list so I can give you exact uh, statistics, but it's never <laughs> happened yet. Uh, yeah, it's just but, yeah. a bit of trawling. But through. I'd love to hear your reasoning for Tom Cruise going well.
0: Well, I think, in all honesty, I think that I feel cheated by Tom Cruise mm. because I used to really like him mm. when I was a kid, and I remember watching what's that film in the courtroom? You can't handle the truth. Uh, that a few one good with men? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, great movie. Mm. And he made like he made. Um, He made films, you know, Mm. he did like Rain Man, which is, I mean, retrospectively, an absolutely horrific plot for a film about a guy who kidnaps his disabled brother and holds him ransom (laughs) and then takes him gambling and uses his autism Mm. to pay off his own car debt.
1: Well, I mean, we've all done it, but yeah, I wouldn't make a film about
0: (laughs) it. And uh, I feel cheated by him because I really was, I really... Bought into Tom Cruise. I loved mm. when I was a, uh, you know, eleven years old, and my parents would go to bed, and I could watch Eyes Wide Shut mm. secretly. It was it was it was amazing. And then he did that uh, Magnolia. Mm and he made all these great films. Jerry Maguire's pretty good. Even um, Vanilla Sky, bad rep, not a terrible film. And he made like pretty decent films and I just feel cheated by him because that he just churns out this action movie like flannel wank. Now <laughs> that he just he pumps in like 200 mil a year into a movie into his own production company to fund his own weird alien religion. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the way it makes me feel that he made all those great movies and now it it was all for this, all for him to make this crap. Now, it feels to me like when someone spends 45 minutes talking to you at a party and then they ask you for some cocaine. (laughs) And then you realise, oh, you don't want to talk to me. The only reason that you have been chatting to me the whole evening is because you think I've got beak on me. (laughs) And that's how I feel. That's, That's why I absolutely loathe him. I'm hurt by Tom Cruise.
1: I feel like with Tom Cruise... He's one of those people like... Like we all know he does his own stunts. And that seems to be like everything... All you can say about him these days. Like, Have you seen the new Mission Impossible film? No, not interested... But he does all his own stunts. No, I know he does all his own stunts. Yeah, but there's this one where he hangs off a plate. I, like, I don't care if it's a real man doing it in real life or it's someone in front of a green <laughs> screen at this point.
0: If, you're, if the main marketing strategy for your film is that someone broke their ankle, yeah. you can pretty much guarantee it's not going to have a great storyline.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I've, se- I've seen all of those films. None of them, there's no storyline in any of the films. Mm. The, the, the actual storyline of the last Mission Impossible film is, oh my God, the Russians have plutonium. Mm. That's, that's the whole... Because they, they film the films before they have the script as well. Right. You know that. So they get, they get, this, they get the, the stunts. Yeah. And they're like, wouldn't it be cool if Tom Cruise jumped out of an aeroplane with James Corden, whatever it was. <laughs> and, then, and then they go, okay, well, let's do that. And later on, we'll figure out how it works in the story. Right. I mean, I'm no expert
1: on these things. That seems the wrong way around, doesn't it? I don't don't want to tell Hollywood how to do its job.
0: I I was always told story first. That was always the way. But you know what? I just thought, fuck it. It's actually jump out of an aeroplane first. Yeah. Story (laughs) second. Maybe somebody will come to him on the way down. I don't know. There's something about him as well that, like, I feel like if I were on a desert island with him, he would assume leadership because oh, he does his own stunts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, Oh, I'm pretty sure we can if we climb up this coconut tree, we'll be able to swing over onto that cliff edge mm. and then I'll be able to scour and you're like all right mate go ahead and do it and then he climbs up the tree and just breaks his neck within five minutes
1: yeah or he'd insist on climbing the tree even though there's a ladder or something you're like Tom Tom it's all, <laughs> like we don't need you yeah yeah but I've done it loads of times so like in uh Mission Impossible 18 I, I did I did climb a tree so I can do this you're like there's no need and then he breaks himself will i am's no help because he's trying to make an iphone out of a coconut husk or something like that (laughs) because he's showing you (laughs) look 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 it's just like the real thing um yeah i just i think he would absolutely take over and i think some he obviously is very powerful within the industry and within scientology and what i find was really weird about him is you can never even hear anyone tell you what they think of him. So, like, people who've worked with him, they go, oh, what's Tom Cruise like? And they always go, yeah, really nice, but you know there's a barrier. They don't give you any yes, detail. Yes, an NDA. The yeah. barrier is an
0: NDA. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. There must be an agreement in there that he's you have to sign with him, and all you can say is, he's really nice. And then you can just feel people's, like, people getting a bit nervous as, the, as they get asked about Tom Cruise. It's all really weird.
0: He's got this... He's like... A... He reminds me of... Uh... Well, he, he's like an automaton that's learned human emotions.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: You know, when he laughs, it 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 gives me shivers. It's like mm. a horror movie. And then he, he has this... Uh, he just has this blank personality that is like... He's, is he a good actor anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's
1: just one of those people that you just see Tom Cruise, don't you? You go, oh, and then Tom Cruise did this. I bet no one knows the name of his character in any films. Apart from Days of Thunder because it was cold trickle and that was just silly. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Jerry Maguire. You just go, yeah, and then Tom Cruise jumps off the plane and then he jumps onto a building and then Tom Cruise gets in a car. You don't know who he is.
0: Do you think, is Mission Impossible 7 anyone's favourite film?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to meet someone that was. If you're on a date, and like, what's your favourite film? Oh, Mission Impossible 7.
0: It's when they really got into their stride by then. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like... A, I like that Tom Cruise film that's like Groundhog Day with guns. He made that one recently. You know that one where it's like he just keeps dying over and over and over again?
1: I'm happy to watch him die a lot of times on, on, the, on the film. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I want the stunts that go wrong outtake real.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, just... I, I, it's, it's the fact that I feel like, like I was saying, that he would, he would would he would assume, because he's had this rich history of no one... ever saying no to him that he would assume that he's the boss on the island not that i would want to be the boss but i think that he would i think that the he'd be the guy that would be like oh we can eat these berries and then you all die
1: yeah 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 you know it's like sure i know what i'm talking about we had these on set once it's like no you didn't you just had a runner that was really pressured and bought you some weird berries and you think they're the same thing and they're just not oh tom stop it yeah
0: those were cheetos tom those were cheetos (laughs)
1: And also, I mean, he's going to get Will I Am converted to Scientology like that, isn't he? Cause
0: so, so quickly. Well, will I Am will be there. He'll be using the last 7% of his battery to try and do a fucking Instagram. Yeah. So what? Aliens? Wow, that sounds cool.
1: We- yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I'm going to build a spaceship. Oh, man.
0: They turn the whole... This is... I'm building a rod for my back here. It's going to be an <laughs> island of Scientology, isn't it? Very... Wait till you hear the third guy, because he converts so quickly.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's find out who's joining them, then. Who's the third?
0: Uh, I For my third, I have... Um, uh, I don't... Survival um, Expert Bear Grylls. Hmm. Yes. Now, he's popped up quite a
1: lot over the years, actually.
0: Yeah, because... Because I, I, and I'm sure it's the same answer as, as everyone else. Same reason is that I, I think I'd rather die than have him tell me what to do. <laughs> like, I think I'd rather, or I'd at least try, I'd rather figure it out on my own. Hmm. Because, and again, it goes back to that thing I was saying about anyone who gives themselves a nickname. Like, no one has given themselves a nickname more <laughs> than a man who chooses to call himself Bear. Yeah. Like, there's no way his family came up with that. That was him.
1: Yeah, and we've all just sort of got used to it now, haven't we? We've just forgot he's called Bear, and yeah, I mean Ben Grills would probably be—he's probably called Ben, isn't he? But yeah, we, he's got away with it, and and there's that thing of being famous, and people just forget to sort of pay attention to what's happening, like Will I Am and Bear Grills. Like, what the fuck's going on? Where are your names? This is silly.
0: His real name is Edward. Edward. That's See, doesn't even rhyme Ed- with Bear. <laughs> He just was eight years old, and he, and he, and he lit up uh, one of those little burner gas fires, and then he said, call me Bear, and then he roared, and everyone went, you know what, let's not hang out with him anymore.
1: <laughs> it's funny, isn't um, it, because he's basically a, a scout, uh, like a cub scout, isn't he? But he's like, that's what happens if you never leave the scouts. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's fun when we are young and you go and play like hide and seek and have fires and you know maybe go dry ski sloping, you know that kind of thing. But yeah, if you never leave and you become the ultimate scoutmaster, I mean that's what you get.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got all the badges, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? He's got every single, he's got every single badge, yeah. and he sewed them all. He got his mum to sew all of them on. Yeah. He doesn't even need oh, to man. sew him
1: onto a shirt because there's so many. The shirt is just the patches.
0: There's an episode of, um, of his show. I can't remember what it's called. Surviving Bear Grills, whatever it's called. <laughs> and um, and the, uh, have you seen the one with Obama?
1: No, I think I've heard about it, but I just couldn't bring
0: myself to watch it. It's really interesting because obviously like, you can't just take the president of the free world mm. out into the woods. So everything was orchestrated. So it was like, oh, here's a salmon on a rock. And the salmon's already been, like, boned and skinned. And they're like, you could... And he's like, we can eat this. It's basically sashimi. They eat sashimi off of a rock next to a lake. (laughs) But there's this amazing bit where Bear Grylls says to Obama, he's like, you know, I just would really love to pray with you right now. Wow. And the whole thing is obviously scripted. Everything's obviously been pre-approved. But even in that moment, even as Barack Obama being the PR expert and the fantastic actor that he is... Even Obama has a bit of a look on his face that's like, "Motherfucker, what?" Yeah. It's, it's. I encourage everyone to YouTube it. It's ridiculous. Oh man,
1: I really have this urge to pray with you on camera now, so that there's a really nice clip that we can use. This, I've got this real urge <sighs> to make us a, a clip that might go viral. And it's,
0: it's, yeah, and it's such a conceited effort to tap into the kind of American market as well, mm. with with what he does.
1: Also, like you know we're all interested in Barack Obama you know and what's he like as a real person but if i mean no one needs to know how to survive on their own less than a president of the united states it's like <laughs> how how to so say how do you think you'd get out of this situation well, well i'd call one of the 17 bodyguards who's like who've got more sas training than you do bear and you know they'll have probably survived with me you know i think I think i'll be all right bear do
0: you think that what, what do you think the distance is in footage when the president showers from the nearest protective person.
1: God, I don't know. I can't be far. I think like there has to be someone outside the door all the time, doesn't there? God, that's mad, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. but even now, he must have round the clock. Like, all those pictures of him on that wakeboard after he left, you know that there's someone... (laughs) wakeboarding right next to him. Yeah, he's being held up underneath the water. He's on <laughs> on a secret serviceman's back. He's just balancing on the board, but he's been pulled along by by Chet. Also, when you if you're the president's bodyguard, right? And then and then when when it goes from Obama to Trump, do the bodyguards stay on or do they go with Obama?
1: I'm not sure because I mean it must be paid for by the state so you think that but maybe you'd have some say in it I mean like Trump probably doesn't want anyone who isn't white with him yeah but then you'd think if you had like a good eight years in office and you got to know these nice men who would you know take a bullet for you you'd probably want to keep him on wouldn't you? I don't want to give this one to Trump.
0: Yeah exactly yeah. (laughs) Do you think Grills, Bear Grills, has his own personal security guard? Oh, I'd like to think so, just because he
1: must have. But he I'm must sure he doesn't do. need it. I just think he'd like it because it adds to a sense of self-importance.
0: He's also the face of the alpha wing of the Christian Church as well.
1: Yeah, are they the adverts you see on the underground that are sort of saying we can give you yeah. answers, and it looks yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just a course on philosophy, but actually it's about Christianity.
0: It's 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 them. It's the and it says a lot about the Christian Church that they're like, okay, who do we who can we get that's cool and hip that kids love to be the face of our campaign that also believes what we believe. And they were like, Oh, obviously bear grills. And it's like it alpha, alpha course is like, um, it's like the, the wrapping wing of the, of like when they're like, Hey, if you like God and you like praying, then you know what we all are saying. (laughs) And it's like, it's just that, it's just that really shit. Um, youth thing where they're like oh no well God obviously loved zip wiring as well and like so they've got Bear grills to come along and he comes and gives a talk every year about how fucking how Christ has protected mm. him while he's on his little snow excursions oh, I hate him so much
1: again also it's quite a weird thing like Jesus as an example if you're a sort of survival expert it seems weird because jesus can just basically conjure up what he wants you know it's like there's all the loaves and fishes there's the water into wine he's not sort of eating maggots and drinking his own piss so you know what i mean if i was bear grills i'd probably you know you're desperately hungry on an island somewhere and you're doing your best to survive and eat all these weird things you be like where's my skills to like turn water into wine It'd just be annoying wouldn't it he's um
0: this, I look. If I was on, I would get him to make me some rope, and I would hang myself with it. Yeah, yeah. that's what. I... Like Bear Grylls, Tom Cruise, and Will I Am, they'd put on. A... They'd put on a musical production very quickly, yeah. wouldn't they? <laughs> Absolutely. To pass the time, yeah. Of Greece,
1: definitely. And there's such you. You pick such alpha males. I mean, they'd be such a nightmare to live with. Just will will i am inventing things that don't work tom cruise sort of being really encouraging to him when he really shouldn't because it's just egging him on and then also just being annoying tom cruise and then bear grills just really drilling home how important morale is on this island and making you sing songs even though you're not really into it oh josh you can play the guitar that's great uh here why don't we sing some songs you know i just want to be on my own right now I mean, it's going to be terrible.
0: I think that they're both. I think all three of them are, are like faux alpha males. Hmm. I think that they're all. You know, Will I Am is. You know, he's a sort of tech. You know, and, and 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 tech kind of guru musician. That I don't think he's particularly alpha. I think Tom Cruise pretends to be alpha. I think Bear Grylls' whole image is alpha, but it's kind of. You know, he got in trouble for his survival show or he, he or he got busted because he was staying in like a five-star hotel mm. and was making out that he was I, I i think that the three of them would crack very quickly it would become lord of the flies yeah. very very quickly
1: and i think as well as particularly with will i am and tom cruise when they don't have their entourage around them and you've got to be their therapist as well there's going to be so much you've got to get into it's just going to be painful oh, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, there are three very strong choices. And uh, I'm going to move us away from people now and see if it's a bit more cathartic. Uh, Mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad?
0: Uh, My least favourite food is nachos.
1: Nachos, okay. I was thinking about these the other day and uh,
0: how, how disappointing they always are. Yeah, just such a there are very few concepts as good as where the result is as bad as because it's mm. it's like nacho or whatever and and also the it's like nachos tortillas doritos they don't they don't really have a name they've got like everyone calls them a different thing mm. and then they're warmed up which sounds amazing with cheese melted cheese amazing chili amazing sour cream great guac amazing five amazing things yeah. that just don't work Separately, It's like the opposite of the Spice Girls. <laughs> it's like the, the, just five delicious elements that you'd think would come together and create this delicious meal. And it's absolutely, it's always disappointing. And also, the first nacho, you basically get all the cheese. <laughs> it just sticks to the top three soggy nachos. Mm. And then you have to spoon up the, uh, the jalapeno, which is impossible with a soggy nacho. And then you just you just end up eating just dry, and it's also a, how did it become a cinema food?
1: Yeah, can I have something really noisy with lots of different elements that are going to spill everywhere? It's
0: I mean cinema food in general is pretty bad. Yeah, it's like it's all um, the opposite of like it's it's very loud food. Mm. All cinema food is really loud, which I find infuriating.
1: Yeah, it should just be like marshmallows served in a pillowcase or something, so that there's no rustling. <laughs> All it does is just sort of soft,
0: cushiony softness. <laughs> when you get within an inch of the bottom of the cup, someone should come and take it off you.
1: Yeah, the cup is made of memory foam, so even like even stuffing your fingers <laughs> in doesn't make any
0: noise. Just only soft candies yeah. as well. Nothing with a hard shell. Mm. Like popcorn is. That's insane. That it's. Uh... That it's a cinema food. Picking up popcorn is loud. Yeah. Um, But yeah, nachos. Also, nachos to me are... It's it's one of those weird things. There's a Seinfeld episode kind of about it where um, it requires more than one dip, really, Mm. to eat a nacho successfully. So as soon as you're sharing nachos with people, it's kind of quite unhygienic as well Mm. because people will often double dip... In the sour cream or in the guacamole, um, guacamole—quite um, an overrated uh, dip. Not the worst dip, but just it's just a little bit. It's very hard to get guacamole right, yeah. and the people at the Odeon Cinema are never going to get it right. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird foods that like just looks like when you look at nachos. Does this make sense? You see the shit that you're going to have three yeah. hours later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good choice. It's like, I remember watching Beavis and Butthead when I was about 11 or 12. And they were eating nachos, which I think didn't really exist in the country at the time. You know, and the first time I saw them was on, it was at a cinema. And I thought, oh man, like, that must be, that's thats what Beavis and Butthead eat all the time. I don't know why that was a ringing endorsement. But when I was 12, that was like... <laughs> yes, I want to have that cool American thing that I don't really understand. And I've got them, like, these are hot crisps. Like, why have you, why have you given me hot crisps? <laughs> this is, like, they're not crisp. They're just, like, hot potato triangles now. And they're sort of floppy and, like, what is this? Is this a pancake? Is it a crisp?
0: What the fuck? It's also the cardinal rule of putting anything, like, dry in a microwave. Cardinal mm. sin, sorry. It's, like, it's, it's always going to come out soggy. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They just—they just look like diarrhea. You know, like you know, that when you eat those nachos, you're gonna have one of those uh, two-minute warning shits. <laughs> you know, where you're like, where your whole stomach just fills up, and you go, "Okay, this is happening in two minutes, wherever I am." Yeah, I know it's my
1: wedding day. I'm about to say the vow, but I've got bigger, bigger fish to fry here. What?
0: Well, yeah, but you know what? Shame on you for eating nachos on your wedding day. <laughs> Yeah, just
1: just pop to the odium quickly before, just to calm my nerves. Um, okay, well, yeah, I think that's a really good choice because they're one of those things. It seems quite sort of uh, innocuous, but I just think, yeah, they're really overrated. I think they're they they are shit.
0: You're, but you're you're absolutely right. It's it's the it's the it's it's like a fourteen year old um, kind of wet dream of mm. ingredients and of food, and like it's also. Um, you're not allowed to eat crisps when you're at home when you're a kid, but suddenly when you go to a restaurant, you can get it as a starter yeah. that you're getting crisps. So all of a sudden that there's like a freedom in that when mm. you there's like a rebellious freedom to it when you're kids. And also when you're a kid. I, I think actually if you're a child eating nachos, it's kind of OK, but mm. I think if you're a grown up, it's not I think no jump off a
1: cliff no I agree I think it's one of those things from America that like in the 90s felt really exciting but you know we saw through Tab Clear we saw past Mountain Dew I don't really know like we kind of got those and went whoa it's from America oh this is underwhelming but Nacho's stuck and I, I don't think they should so is Dr yeah.
0: Pepper's it, it, did, why did Dr Pepper get a pass
1: yeah I don't really understand that I don't know I think is that, that still can we still get you can still get Dr Pepper right I think so, yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of those things for like the contrary kids who are like, "Oh, actually, uh, everyone likes this, but I actually quite like the thing that everyone hates because uh, I'm mysterious." Yeah. I, w-
0: I was completely duped by Mountain Dew. I was I was obsessed with Mountain Dew. Mm. I felt so cool drinking Mountain Dew. Every, once a year, we'd go to the ice skating rink on a school trip, and it was it was the best day in the world because I'd get to. Um, have a slush puppy. Yeah. I'd get to eat nachos. I'd get to and then I'd get to um try and sit next to Amelia Carmen on the bus home. <laughs> and then we'd then I'd have a Mountain Dew on the bus ride home. Nice. Which would always make me have um diarrhea as well. <laughs> that's one of those
1: drinks that when it first came over I remember trying it and someone going, Is it nice? What's it like? And I just sort of went Uh green. Like, that's all they want. <laughs> like there's no it's like when you're a child and you admit to yourself there is no flavour but the flavouring and that's made up by someone in a lab so it has no name, it's just green.
0: But Coca-Cola gets away with it. I know. What's the flavour of Coca-Cola? The co- flavour of Coca-Cola is Coca-Cola.
1: Yeah, and I think the same with like Red Bull, they just put any old shit together, it worked, people realised that it was useful like coffee and then now if you launch an energy drink you've got to try and make it taste similar to a thing that tastes like nothing and shouldn't really taste like anything but they did it so that's like the benchmark and now everything's got to taste like this disgusting thing and if you make one that's nice people won't drink it they have to drink the one that's like cough mixture
0: i find red bull energy drinks are they are fascinating Hmm. they're they're fascinating because it's like uh they're made by like people that used to work at nasa and then that like Red Bull is, I, I'm astounded that they have they have like a massive Formula One team. Yeah. And no one bats an eyelid that it's an like it's like Mercedes, Ferrari, Renault, uh, and then just then just pop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird, isn't it? And like everything's really at odds with it. Like they'll have. Everything they do is like extreme sports, be the best, be the fastest. And then, like, they have those really twee sort of pencil drawn adverts where, like, Red Bull gives you wings and they're like little cartoons. And it's really at odds with all the rest of their marketing.
0: They must, like, there's no way that that drink is good for you. No, no, it's like eight coffees, isn't it? And the can size as well, it's really misleading. Europe, they one of the things that's really different is you couldn't get that size can in America that we get here. So here you get, like, a can is sort of, what, half a pint of Red Bull? I guess so, yeah. I think the smallest one I've ever seen in America is, like, a pint. And then it goes all the way up to, like, a 40. So you can get, like, a litre of Red Bull Ugh. and drink it in your big cup holder, and st- put it in your big cup holder and driving your big car on a big road at a very far speed after four pints, whatever it is, of Red Bull. And then and Monster Energy. And the way they attach themselves as well to, like, emo music or screaming, hmm. aggressive, like, double bass drum pedal, punk rock, and and then jumping out of airplanes. I just find the, it's just so funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Well, I tell you what, I mean... Um even though that wasn't your initial choice i think we can stick some red bull on the on the island with you as well i don't know if they yeah, i don't know if they carry it on planes because it seems like a really bad idea to give
0: red bull to people on planes
1: unless you're about to jump out of the sucker right uh,
0: yeah or if it runs out of fuel you could mm. i'm pretty sure you could just pour red bull in and it would do pretty much <laughs> the exact same thing yeah, well, um, a fine
1: choice. Um, hang on, I'm lost. You know what I've actually just thought? That wasn't your drink choice, was it? We've just, no, it we've wasn't. just gone no, on it a wasn't. massive no. meander. Okay, well, I'm going to give you Red Bull anyway. What was your drink choice?
0: So I'm being particularly rambly today. My drink choice was Jägermeister.
1: Jäger, well, that's sort of Red Bullish, isn't it? It's, I mean, they go together. It's like,
0: yeah, it's Red Bull's drunk uncle mm. is what uh, Jägermeister is. I just There's just something about it. Again it's the same thing it's like a it's like a it's like a heavy metal punk rock rock and roll stupid green bottle with the fucking antlers on it and it's mm. like it smells like medicine and it's just it's always big dudes on motorbikes and but it's a fucking they're drinking a digestif
1: yeah so you get that a lot around sort of alpine places don't you like if you ever go snowboarding or something or like parts of italy they're really into like this sort of bitter Gestif that's made of mountain herbs and and it's just horrible.
0: It's just, I, I'm fascinated by Jägermeister because it was, I, I I don't really know, but it was a I think it was German. Yeah, it must be it was. Mm. It, but it was a it was a post meal help your help your pork chop digest your schnitzel digest, and you do a little you have a little and a little kiss of it, and then it breaks down the food in your gut. And I'm just, I would, I'm fascinated by the like what potentially happened on that day, where mm. the where the Jägermeister family like looked at the stats and went, oh yeah, this is wow, lots of people have indigestion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then someone was like, no, no, it's just, it's just like it's just frat boys in Magaluf like doing shots off of strippers. That's 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 why where people are drinking your drinks. Yeah. And the Jägermeister family having to make this decision as to whether they wanted to keep branding it as a digestive or go all out and make it like a party drink.
1: But it's so weird, isn't it? Because I understand why things like that exist in places that need it. Like, you know, if you live in the Alps or somewhere mountainous and in the springtime you collect the native herbs and grasses and you distill them to make this weird drink that no one understands, that's fine until civilization happens properly and you realise there are other things to drink. Like... Who the fuck likes it enough that it's still a thing in the year
0: 2020 when there are all these nice things to drink? Who has ever been at the pub and gone, you know what I really fancy? A Jägermeister.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've eaten too much. You know what I'll sort you out, mate? Go and grab a Jaeger. Oh, yeah. Good idea.
0: Do you want one as well? Do I? (laughs) Like, who were the people that that took it from uh, an after meal drink? to a like a, a frat boy shots like that that's has to be one of the most genius marketing moves yeah. of the century like like Lucas Aid, that was a um that was what you drink when you were off school sick yeah. right yeah it was like a medicinal drink mm. and then someone went oh fuck that just make it for m- way more people play football
1: yeah get john barnes to talk about
0: it yeah it's like um in the 50s in america you buy milkshakes at the pharmacy and then someone was like, nah 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 nah. Burgers. <laughs> yeah, Jaeger. Jaeger. Yeah, I do you know what though, you said we've said Jaeger, but maybe Red Bull.
1: Well, I mean Maybe just
0: energy drinks.
1: They go together, don't they, though? Because you get a Jaeger bomb, so I mean they're very happy together. And maybe maybe I mean, I think I'd rather drink a Jaeger bomb than a shot of Jaeger or a can of Red Bull. So maybe the two of them together.
0: Is Jaeger and Red Bull a thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: my god. Um well. but I mean, I remember an advert for Jägermeister and it was like all these friends gathered in a forest and they collect all these sticks and they build this giant stag out of twigs in the forest, like a sort of Trojan horse, this massive thing. And then they all set fire to it and they're all cheering and having their Jägers. And it's like, it's quite a good metaphor for it because it's like, yeah, it is made of all these specially picked botanicals and berries and and flavours. But then the effect of it is like you just want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. <laughs> so it's like you spend someone spent a lot of time on it, and then you're like, "Yeah, burn it," or like just knock it back as quickly as you can. Get rid of any evidence that it ever existed.
0: Nothing good has ever happened after someone's had four shots of Jägermeister, either. Nothing, nothing, no, nothing.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Ugh. Well, I think it's a really good choice. Also, yeah, nachos and Jäger bombs is just. Oh, it's such a frat boy choice. It's
0: perfect. <laughs> just bombs as well, Jaeger. But bo- like, oh, just it's. Uh, the, 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 I, have, I, I was thinking about this today. Like, with the uh, I was listening to a podcast and they advertised manscaping. Oh man! And it's like it's the need to machoize everything mm. that just absolutely makes my blood boil. Like a jaeger bomb it's like no just say jaeger you don't have to make it sound like you're you're a fucking like that you're some kind of amazing like superhero (laughs) because you drank a fucking fizzy drink with a shot in it just
1: (laughs) yeah oh you've made a very good case for that and uh yeah i heartily agree with you now josh fortunately uh you won't be without entertainment on the island the planes entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why Uh,
0: my least favorite film is the film inception Uh by christopher nolan Mm. because it's um aside from the fact that it's a terrible film I hate the fact that it was sort of released under the guise of this sort of um, savant genius thing (laughs) that really, when you break down Inception, it's like someone in a movie pitch panicking (laughs) because they ran out of ideas and they just started making shit up. They were like, well, it's a dream. And then all of a sudden, if you get shot in the dream, you get shot in real life. And then all of a sudden they're jet skis and then they're on a mountain and then all the buildings are melting and it just and then I, I, I think that movie makes absolutely no sense i think it was far too popular when it came out when it finished the cinema clapped and i i would i never ever ever want to see it again and it's made me hate christopher nolan as well
1: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a weird it felt like there wasn't so much hype about it it was one of those oh but you've got to go and see inception it was one of those films but one of the key things is that I just don't think anyone dreams like that. I mean, it's not how it... Like, we've all had dreams. We all know how it works. But in this, it's like, ah, oh, we're going to invade their dreams because then we're going to persuade them to do this thing that we want them to do. And you're like, yeah, but I have loads of weird shit happening in my dreams. And it's not like I wake up and it's like... I will rob that bank that I dreamt about robbing. You just kind of go, oh, back in the real world, that was a bit weird. OK, I'll go
0: and get some toast now. But wasn't that basically all it was, was they were trying to... The whole film's about a bunch of guys trying to rob a bank. Is that right? It's something like that. I remember them just... It's some guys trying to
1: persuade someone to do something for them, isn't it? So it's like, well, if we visit him in his dream, we'll be so persuasive, he'll wake up and just completely change his mind on this this thing that he was completely against before.
0: Some guy is trying to persuade someone to do something for them. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it's not—it's not the strongest pitch I've ever heard. In the trailer, some
1: guy is persuading another guy, but he's asleep.
0: Oh, I, and I hate any film that finishes with like a, a a stupid cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I haven't got time for those.
0: And it, that dreidel at the end, and it just keeps spinning, and then the whole cinema gasped, and it just made me want to fucking eat my teeth. I just, <laughs> oh
1: yeah and all oh, the sort it's, of building, it's like oh no he's about to wake up all the buildings are folding in on each other like that no one has hd dreams like that like if you had a dream that was like that looked that great most of the time you're like what did you dream about last night well i was at work but it was sort of more like a hotel but then like but then <laughs> yeah. you were there but then you sort of turned into uh someone else and then i think it was christmas but you know what i mean like dreams aren't that interesting they're kind of just Loads of weird shit happening as your brain just fires off weird thoughts.
0: If it was re- if it was more realistic, it would have been. A- if it was like I was stuck in a fridge for half an hour, and then I read a book and there was no words on the page, and then my stepmom gave me a handjob. <laughs> that is a better plot. Yeah, and just like it's 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 also just it's the it's like a it is like a fourteen year old's wet dream. That film isn't it? All these mm. different scenarios that every every scene in that film through the eyes of a 14-year-old is so so amazing. Oh, they're all jet skiing down a mountain, but the mountain then disappears and then all the buildings are like a Rubik's Cube. It's just like, there's no story in that film mm. whatsoever.
1: Yeah. It's like everybody watching that film has had a dream at some point. <laughs> so why don't we all think this is bullshit? Because it's not like you come out and go to your mate, do you, is that how you dream in all like high definition and stuff with all the buildings being all weird and that? And like, is that no? I don't either. Maybe this is bullshit.
0: Oh, the way that they, in the first act, shoot someone so that they let you know. Sorry to spoil this for anyone that, that, <laughs> that hasn't seen it, but they're like, no, because if you get shot in the dream, it's real. And it's just like, it's just such a transparent plot line that, that was done like 20 years earlier in the matrix. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's all so built up to kind of but The exposition is there so that, so that you cause your first thought is, well, surely if it's a dream, then there are no consequences and they have mm. to immediately break that down.
1: Yeah. It's like at school when people go, did you know that if you, if you're falling in a dream and then you don't wake up when you hit the ground, you die. And you're like, how, you know, that's, you can't prove that because, the person that didn't wake up and died—he wasn't there to tell you that was the last thing he was dreaming about. So why don't you shut up? <laughs> you know, it's like, how am I going to die? Because someone shot me in a dream. It's not real. I don't want
0: to. You know, spoiler alert. There was a there was a rumor at my school, a primary school, that was uh, you know, it was like you know Keenan and Kel. You know, Kel's dead because Keenan pointed his fingers in the shape of a gun at Kel and said "bang," and bullets came out. <laughs> And I, I think I think about that probably once a fortnight.
1: That's incredible.
0: Wow. That was a rumor that was going around like the whole county. <laughs> it was like the Keenan and Kel, Kel's dead because bullets came out of Keenan's hand.
1: It's not even just like they got into a disagreement and there's a lot of guns lying around in America. It's like,
0: why add the supernatural into Keenan and Kel? It's so wonderful that even the rumor is so adolescent in its premise. That's perfect. Oh, man. Oh. I love that one. <laughs> but yeah that's my that was that's my movie Inception any Christopher Nolan film I think he's fucking violently overrated mm. as a director I I can't stand any of the Batman films I think Heath Ledger held that movie together there's otherwise a movie that everyone would have gone yeah it was fine and, and it's been lionized because of you know the fact that he you know tragically died mm. and, and he was great in the film but he was basically playing Tom Waits <laughs> and I can't stand that film. I think Memento is stupid. I think, um, oh man, what's the other Nolan movie? I thought Dunkirk was just shit. Yeah. Ugh.
1: yeah, yeah. I think he's definitely got a style, and and now he's sort of famous enough that it's just saying it's Christopher Nolan is enough, so people don't worry too much either. Yeah. Well, a good choice and well argued. And uh, what would your what would your song be?
0: Well, I've sort of, I've bent the rules slightly on this mm-hmm. one. And I've gone with, because I couldn't think of a specific song that I hate more than any song. Mm -hmm. So music that always grinds my gears is any song where the lyrics try and tell me what to do. Right, okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) So, like, basically any song that's like, everybody dance, clap (laughs) your hands, Mm. or or like, let's dance, or... um, Geez, what are the other ones? Celebrate, the... mm. just anything that's telling me what to do. Clap along if you... it's just like no, I just want to sit down and yeah. and eat a quiche. I... <laughs> but I just, I just any basically any Neil Rogers song. Basically, I think is what it is. I think Neil Rogers wrote all of those songs. <laughs> And like, and, like, all the wedding, just just songs that tell you to get up and, and have a good time.
1: Yeah, because I think even if you are dancing to them and then everyone's doing some dance that they've made up or that there is for this song and you didn't realise, and then if you don't join in, you look like this <laughs> weird sort of stick in the mud. But even if you do like the song but you just want to do your own dance to it without sort of, you know, being one step away from line dancing.
0: It's also... it's it's the It's the... Like, everybody dance, clap your hands, clap your hands. It's like that. Firstly, dancing and clapping your hands, they don't really look great together. <laughs> and then let's dance. I just, Noel Rogers is like his whole, I, I, and also I do think he's a genius, by the way. I do think he's amazing. But I do think that he had a one thought process that started in about 1975 and went through to now. <laughs> that is him going, well, if you can, if you suggest, just suggest the thing. Just suggest a thing that will make people want to, that's how you write a hit record. And to his credit, he's written about 25 hit records that are all essentially about dancing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be involved in the thing. I don't want, I don't like the assumed notion that I want to dance because I don't ever want to dance. (laughs)
1: I enjoy dancing, but I want it to feel like it was my choice. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, oh, everyone's doing it. Oh, it's not as fun now. You know, it's all just because Niall told me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the, uh, um, these are the good times. It's like, all right, no. Why are you assuming that I'm having a good time? Yeah. It's back to where I am. Don't, well, don't assume. Yeah. don't make the assumption that I'm having fun I drove to this wedding I've given up three days because they've decided their wedding has to be three days long I'm staying in a fucking premiere inn I'm wearing a suit that hasn't fit me for two years with someone who I'm not sure if I love <laughs> 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 and I've had to buy a fucking toaster even though we all know this marriage is going to last 13 months yeah I'm doing Jaeger bombs above
1: a rugby club. This isn't this isn't what I wanted to be doing.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I just that it's just those songs, those wedding-y get up and you know, what's that one? Oh yeah. no. Do you yeah. remember? Yes, I remember. Yeah.
1: Also, uh the sort of the people you've picked for this island. They're going to that's the song will come on. Someone will put it on and you're going to go, oh, fucking not this. And then Tom Cruise is going to be relentlessly positive, even if, you know, inside he's screaming. He's still going to be like, hey, yeah, no, come on. This is a great idea. Bear Grylls is going to be saying, no, look, morale's so important. Um, if you won't pray with me, just dance with me. OK, you know, that can be a type of prayer, too. And you know, Will I Am, obviously, you know, he's going to be dancing whilst telling you the story about how he had a lot of input into this song that was written before he was born or something as well.
0: Will I Am is gonna, you're going to put on like if it's on loop, he on the first play, he's going to try and switch it over to one of his songs. Yeah, yeah. That's all he's going to do. He's going to go, oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, um. You know, good times, these are good times. He goes, have you heard my song? I've got a feeling tonight it's going to be a good night. That was, I don't know if you know this, it was number one in uh, in 27 countries and uh, Tom Cruise came on stage to sing it with us at the O2 Arena. Do you know about that?
1: Yeah, it was almost the precursor to your songs, Niall, because it was like before you actually went out to dance. So if, if anything, it's like the prequel, so I sort of got there
0: first. <laughs> um, one of the coolest things I ever saw was I saw Niall Rodgers at the Roundhouse. Mm-hmm and he was playing all the songs and he went if you, and he was like if you think any of these songs are um you know you oh that's a that's a Shirley Bassey song or that's a Diana Ross song and he's like i fucking wrote them i wrote all these but, and there was like a real sort of punk rock anger in him that was like <laughs> i don't get the credit and then the uh, and then it was just after that daft punk uh what was the one he did with Pharrell?
1: is it get lucky
0: oh see yeah i'm mm. up all night to get luck it's just like uh that one and he didn't play it And then at the end of the gig, they just stuck the Daft Punk album on that Nile played on the whole album. And he just stood on the stage and danced while they packed down the stage. Wow. To to the whole record. It was one of the best things I've ever seen.
1: That was someone's idea. Someone had that idea. And he went, yeah, that's a good idea. That's what I love about that. Whereas you'd go, what the fuck is he doing? This is so weird. But someone signed that off. There was a conversation about that happening and they did it on purpose and
0: yeah. multiple nights. He went, Can let's get the um let's get the uh the C D out, stick it in the desk, and as soon as soon as the gig's finished, right as the lights come up, track one.
1: Wow, all the way through, no break.
0: <laughs> but there was like roadies like coiling up leads. <laughs> Bloody hell. Just coiling up leads and putting microphones in boxes and in flight cases, and he was just on the stage. And it, the, after a while, it stopped being. It became a bit like, "Oh, come on, Grant, come on, Dad, like yeah. time to go home." But he just he styled it out, and he and he went and he made it funny again. You are
1: like, oh, but I can't leave now. I really want to leave and go home, but I can't because I feel bad that everyone's walking out on Nile Rodgers. But it does look like he's going to do this for an entire album, and I do want to catch the last train. So, but if I leave, everyone else will, will all sort of trickle out. And the idea of Niall dancing on his own at the end of his own show is just too sad. I'll miss the train. It's all right for you, Nile. I'll miss the train. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good choice again. Now, Josh, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
0: Uh, I struggle with this because I quite like all, all the animals. Hmm. Um, so I've gone with any small dog.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Any kickable, like, like a pillow dog, any little bulgy-eyed, tongue-out little meal. Like, if if you look at a dog and you're like, pretty sure I could eat that in one sitting, I don't think it's a dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think it's
0: just an... And they all look miserable mm. because they're all just so inbred.
1: Yeah. I was talking about this with uh, we had Tim Renko on this podcast a few weeks ago. And he was saying about a relative as his had bought a pug and just everything about it is so weird. It's like just when you made that animal and you went, yeah, you sit there, watch it wheezing and struggling to walk properly. And you're like nailed it. This is this is what I, I'm going to make more of these. And like they can't give birth <laughs> properly because their bodies and heads are the wrong sizes now. And they have to all have cesareans. And you're like, is that? It, I mean, was that part of the plan Do you, and you just kept going with that? Is that really what... I mean, that sounds insane.
0: They're just so... What are the little chihuahuas? Mm. I just feel bad for them. I feel, I feel sorry for them. They're just like... Their organs are almost protruding out of their weird little swollen rib cages. Yeah. And their tongues can't even fit. Their tongues can't even fit in their mouths. My, my mate had a had a pug and it used to just lick the wall. There was just a wall outside the house and it would spend all day licking the wall.
1: So weird, isn't it? I mean, it's just a sort of... This is why people need to have jobs because this is what happens when men get bored for too long. They just start going, what if it was that shape? Can we change it? Can we make it that shape? Why? (laughs) Don't know. My girlfriend likes it.
0: Should we make it that shape? Who's so insecure that they need a dog that small? to make them feel big just the noises they make as well it's
1: like this sort of weird grunting snorting it's like they're snoring oh. while they're awake
0: <laughs> oh and those stupid eyes that are off center mm. they they're never looking at anything little dogs they're never looking at anything they're looking <laughs> two sides of something all the time oh man and an
1: island full of them just everywhere running around yeah oh
0: mate I would, yeah, I would hope that there was some kind of boar or monkey that would just rip the skin off of its back and just put it out of its misery. Because they're all miserable, they're all in pain. Those yeah. little doggies. Yeah,
1: they don't look happy.
0: You need a big, the big dogs are like you know, like a when you when you pat a big dog and you're like yes, and you get to give it a big <laughs> old, and it's like you've got a little wolf, and they like they stand outside the supermarket smiling, waiting for you. Yeah. Like, if you left a chihuahua outside a supermarket, it would die. Yeah, it just blew away. <laughs> <laughs> just see it floating
1: off like a fairground balloon.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, and also, I mean, to be... Okay, I will give Bear Grylls credit here. I think he'd cook the little dogs very well.
1: Yeah, he'd at least get you know skin it neatly, wouldn't he? He'd know the skills. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair choice. Cause, and also, the other thing is dogs. I mean, they're not going to clean up after themselves. They've got no plan, have they? They're just shit forever and if humans didn't care for them and pick it up that's it if the world was ruled by dogs there's no backup plan there's no recycling it's just going to be covered in shit and they haven't thought it through and that's just going to be one other thing you know you bury it or like you know you keep telling will i am that it's not enough to just bury it you've got to like throw it in the sea or something because then you know you walk on what you think is sand but he's just scooped sand over it and he won't listen
0: they are a, a little dog's more dumb than big dogs. Like, if a big dog was chatting to a little dog, would he be like, "All right, mate, please don't, please, don't, please do make me talk to him. Please, I, he's just because no, no, no. you never see, like, you never see a, a chihuahua sniffer dog, do you? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's because they're so small. Though, any tiny particles of drug that they inhale, they'll just have <laughs> they them just on be their arms. <laughs> yeah, too quickly. You need something big, like a nice stocky Labrador. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's why their eyes are always bulging out of their faces and their tongues are hanging out of their mouths, because they're just beaked off their nut all the time.
1: Yeah, just walking around London inhaling skunk all the time, just and it's too much for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, Josh, I think that's another fine choice, and I think you've put together a, a truly horrific island for yourself, so, uh, so well done. Um, now, Josh, where can people sort of hear and see more of you at the minute?
0: Uh well I mean they can um they should follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. which is I think it's Josh at Josh Weller at Josh Weller maybe it's Josh Weller Josh Weller but and then come see me do stand up I guess lovely if that if that comes back to normal at some point soon that would be really nice
1: definitely definitely cool all right well we'll all keep an eye out for you and thank you again for coming on and sharing your dicks with us today thank
0: you so much for having me bye.